The Laughter Permitted Podcast is brought to you by Ally. Do it right. Hello, Dope Village. Hello. Welcome to Laughter Permitted. It's Julie Foudy alongside Lenny O. Hi, Lynn. Hey, Jules. Lynn. Yes. When I retired from soccer, mm-hmm. this will all make sense in a second, I hung up my boots gladly mm-hmm. and said to self, self, this has been a really good run, <laughs> but those boots are not coming back out. I'm going to go play me some beach volleyball, mm-hmm. some pickleball. Mm-hmm. I'm going to run without a timer. I'm just going to, I'm going to hang out. I, I'm not even going to run if I don't have to run. That was my mindset in retirement. Mm-hmm. Done. And pretty much I haven't played since I retired, honestly. So I stuck to that mindset. So then when was the last time you played in an organized soccer game? My farewell game in 2004. Wow. Wasn't mine. It was collective our farewell game. Mm -hmm. It's very selfish of me there. Mia, myself, and Joy Fawcett all retired at the same time. I mean, I've done a couple charity games. But when people want me to play full field charity games, I'm like, are you crazy? (laughs) Anyways, our guest today is Shalane Flanagan. And the reason we talk about retirement is because this woman is redefining retirement. So Shalane retired from competitive running back in 2019 and currently is in the midst of Project Eclipse, in which she is running the six major marathons in, get this, six weeks. (laughs) weeks. <laughs> we spoke with her after she had finished five of the marathons. We get into that. So she had run Berlin, London, Chicago, Boston, and a virtual Tokyo marathon because that one is postponed due to the pandemic. Shalane will complete this epic feat by running the New York City Marathon this Sunday, November 7th. That airs on ESPN2, and you can check out stories as well on ESPN.com, including an article about Shalane written by our good friend, Darcy Main. You heard all that right. She's five of six in six weeks through. Crazy. A bit more about Shalane. She's a four-time Olympian and Olympic silver medalist in the 10,000-meter distance. She won the New York City Marathon in 2017 and retired, as Lynn said, from competitive running in 2019. These days, she's a coach at the Bowerman Track Club, a New York Times bestselling author of now three awesome cookbooks with Elise Kopecki, her former college teammate at UNC. Their newest one is Rise and Run, which just came out, actually. So go and get that. She's literally crushing it all around. And just a forewarning, if you listen to this episode, you will be inspired. That is a fact. So... Get comfortable listening. It's Shalane Flanagan. Hey there, Dope Village. As y'all know, Ally has backed Laughter Permitted since day one of our podcast as our financial ally. And honestly, Lynn, I might just tattoo Ally on my forehead. And Ally is currently on a mission to change the game for women sports. And get this. Along with being sponsors of the National Women's Soccer League, Atlantic Coast Conference, United States Golf Association, and the Las Vegas Aces, Ally has committed to an equal media investment in women's and men's sports. And you, my friends, can be part of the change by watching your favorite athletes crush it on TV, by going to women's sporting events in person, by, I don't know, maybe listening to every single episode of this amazing podcast on trailblazing women. Because every time you show up for women's sports, you are helping move the game forward. You can learn more about Ally by visiting ally.com. Hey there, Dope Village. Lynn and I have been involved in women's sports our entire lives. And truly, we've never been more excited for what's to come in this women's sports space. And one big reason, Ally. Ally has made a commitment to an equal media investment in women's and men's sports. And that means more money going to women's sports and more visibility for what these incredible athletes are accomplishing. Ally is on a mission to change the game for women's sports. So here at Laughter Permitted, we're going to keep telling the stories of trailblazing women. And every time you listen in, you are part of that change. To learn more about Ally, go to ally.com. Kickback Kickback. 
are you feeling? My goodness. I'm tired. (laughs) Yeah, I'm tired. It's, you know, like, you know, like when, you know, I don't know, it's like when you're in school, like exams and like, you know, when you got through, it's like, then your body kind of like, you always got sick or cold. Um, having New York kind of dangling out there. Um, my body's like wanting to just shut down and I'm like, no, 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 we still have like 18 more days. (laughs) So I'm trying to get like creative. Um, and it like somehow excited and motivated to still get the training in just knowing I don't want to completely do nothing. So, um, I just started back coaching, um, with my athletes this week. So hopefully I'll like kind of sneak in with them for some running to get excited, but yeah. Overall tired though. Is it 18 days until New York, November 7th or 17? I think I counted last night. Yeah. So this is my longest stretch. Um, it'll be weird having a weekend without a marathon. So yeah, (laughs) I was, I was feeling a little bit sorry for myself because I had to wake up at like four 30 this morning to catch a plane. And then I was, and I went to bed late. So, um, which was my own fault. And, uh, (laughs) I was like, I am complaining about being tired and Shalane has run five marathons in, in like four weeks. Good. Yeah. Lord. Well, well, you know, after all this, I won't be doing much. I'll be laying around. My husband will just feed me grapes on the couch. So yeah. <laughs> as it should be year round, yes. actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How much of it is a mental tiredness versus the physical tiredness? Yeah. It's more mental. I think just kind of like being on, um, and just like getting amped up for each one. Once you get to the city itself, it's, you get the energy, but it's like the in-between here at home. I want to fall back into like the normalcy of my life and other, you know, other obligations. And then I kind of lose sight of the enthusiasm. But when I'm in the city and I'm like with my team of people to help me do it, then I get amped. It's like, you know, game day for you guys. And like, but, uh, it's the in-between that I have the harder time. So it's like mentally just like getting re re-engaged for sure. So full transparency, this is a big fangirl moment for me. (laughs) Well, it is for me too. So yeah, thank you very much for having me. That being said, yes. Uh, I have to say this to you, Shalane, and also to your co-author, Elise Kapecki. Your cookbooks have changed the way I eat. That's amazing. The thing about your cookbook is that the recipes are so accessible, where everything, everything with the ingredients I can find at the grocery store. Whenever we create a recipe, we're always like, okay, like try to keep it to like 10 ingredients or less, because I completely would be like looking through recipes as an athlete and be like, nope. Not that one that has like way too many things. And I'd use it once like, no way, way too (laughs) hard. So that was like very key was like minimal amount of stuff and like stuff that you'd have on hand a lot and not having to run to the grocery store. So yeah, very, I love that, that you noticed it. Yeah. And I, I honestly feel better when I'm eating recipes from your cookbook. And in honor of the interview, I did make a batch of superhero muffins. No way. <laughs> I only wish we were together to share them. Yeah. You, you guys will have to, you'll have to send me uh, your address for the new one. Rise and run. It's all breakfast no, stuff. We'll it's buy so it good. Support no. it, I've already ordered it. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Great. I was going to say you. Lynn's already got 12 copies, so we're good. <laughs> I give the, yeah. co- I give your book as gifts, you know, so it's, yeah, it's had a big impact on my life. Oh, thank you. That's, that's awesome to hear. Um, we do hear that and that's why we keep writing more. Like we thought one and done, but then, you know, it's that's so uh, cool though. Yep. Aww. Love it. Very rewarding. Okay. Shalane, what we always do at the start of a podcast is we have our guests set the scene where they're at, what they're doing. We'll get into what you're doing, of course. So okay. maybe just where you're at. So Shalane set the scene, please. Okay. Well, I am currently in Lake Oswego, Oregon, where I live in my office. I share with my husband mm-hmm. and, um, uh, my one and a half year old is out romping around with, uh, mm-hmm. my parents out there and I run a lot and I'm in the midst of tackling, uh, six marathons in 42 days. I just completed my fifth one on the 23rd day. And now I get a nice little break heading into New York. Slow clap for Oh my gosh. Say that again. Six marathons in six weeks. That is crazy. And I know you retired 
not that long ago, into 2019, you and I have a very different idea of what retirement looks like, clearly. I've tried. I've tried the the route that you are on and um, with, you know, speaking and um, being on TV. And that is terrifying and fun <laughs> in its own right. But um, yeah, you're incredible. I love watching you. So Aww. yes. No, you are sister. Love coming back <laughs> at you. I have not run five marathons. I, I, as we were saying at the top of the show, I was feeling tired this morning. I was like, what are you saying? You're talking to her. She's been going through all of this. Get it together. Uh, you've also been doing this while you're coaching, uh, while you're being a mom, while you're launching a new cookbook, which Lynn was just gushing over, uh, your <laughs> third one. Um, wh- where did this idea of, hey, I'm going to tackle six of the world's major marathons in six weeks come from? Oh, um, yes. I recently retired in 2019. And upon that retirement, I had two reconstructive knee surgeries that took me out of running for a year. And I always knew I loved running, but I was definitely using it as a vehicle to try to win races. And, um, it was my job, but when I retired, which we all know is an hard change, um, and pivot in life. And even though I was excited for it, I definitely struggled upon retirement and not running. And I realized that running more than for the physical health was for my mental health. And, when I kind of had that epiphany and I could start running again, I thought, man, I really crave just having a goal. And the pandemic was like a goalless abyss that took so many <laughs> things away from us. That might be the greatest <laughs> yeah. description goal-less of the pandemic. Abyss. <laughs> so I was like, man, I need a goal. And I just mm. wanted to get back in shape and have a reason to be in shape. I'm, I'm not really good at just, you know, going out there and slogging the miles. I like to have a purpose behind yeah. it. And I saw that the Abbott world majors had unveiled their schedule and because of the pandemic, they squished them all together in a short span of time in 42 days, six of them. And I thought, man, that looks like fun. Like you should grab someone to grab the girlfriends or guy friends and they should travel the world and, and run all these marathons, like a bucket list challenge. And then I thought, wait, why not me? I'm very capable of doing this (laughs) if, if my health and my body would allow me. So I molded over it with my PT who helped me through my two surgeries and said, you know, Ugh. is this, is this, is this crazy? And she's like, yes, but we should totally do it. <laughs> she supported your craziness. That's a good friend. Yes. Um, she in fact joined me in Berlin and ran Berlin marathon. So, um, yeah, I, I, I brought it to Nike as well. And they said, how can we help you? And we've just gone from there. So, um, yeah, it's, it's been, it's been an incredible journey and I'm going to be sad when it's over, to be honest, it's, really? I've had a really fun time. Yeah. You know, it's, it's all about the people you surround yourself with. And my uh-huh. team that I've done this with, has just been some really like badass people. And, um, uh-huh. I just have had a lot of fun. I've been able to bring my son, um, Jack, on for most of it and just, you know, having him around, um, you know, I didn't have him during my career. So this is kind of fun to, to have him part of my running life a little bit. How nice to have this big, hairy, audacious goal. And when you're nearing the end of it, instead of being like, Oh, thank God, I'm almost done. You're thinking, Oh, I want this to keep going. That's so nice. I know. Well, yeah, it's just been fun to reunite with the running community. I think when we've been extracted and just kind of shoved in our homes with, with just our families, we've craved a lot of that social interaction in person. And I miss giving people sweaty high fives and hugs <laughs> and um, just being a part of that enthusiasm. And that's infectious and is motivating for all aspects of life. You know, you leave a marathon and you're inspired for a long time to get mm. out there and, and get after your goals, whether you ran one or just watched one. So I just, yeah, I miss being part of the community. And so I'm, I'm going to be sad when it's kind of over because I, I feel like I've reunited with a lot of great people. When did the race calendar come out and how long after you saw it did you have the idea? I believe it came out in January and I was with um, my Bowerman Track Club team um, up in Flagstaff, Arizona. We always do like an altitude camp and I think we were up there and um, I was with my PT at the time who also treats our athletes and I think it came out in January and I, I think I brought it to our attention about January, February, thinking like, oh, maybe we could do this. And I wanted to just make sure I was like healthy enough, um, you know, to tackle something like this. That's what I was wondering. So if you see it in January, you know, the first 
part of this is in Berlin in September. Where were you at physically in the sense of how how you knew if you were capable of doing this? We didn't know um, because it's kind of unknown territory, right? Like not many people do this many marathons in a row. And so like, what is the barometer to know? Like, yeah, you're ready to go or not. Like it's a very unknown variable. Um, I feel like I've relied heavily on like the 20 years prior of my training. It's not like just this one block that's allowing me to do it. It's all the years of experience. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, I relied on the Nike sports research lab. They were able to like Hmm. scan my knees and make sure that the tendons weren't being compromised or damaged as I was running. And I just made a commitment to running more at that point in January, I was just doing it just to, you know, stay fit with my athletes, be able to run and talk at the same time with them. Um, and then once I got that idea though, it, it invigorated me to like be more consistent with my training and, um, actually put some thought into it. So So you've run, as you said, five of the six. You started with Berlin Sunday, September 26. You ran it in two hours and 38 minutes, essentially, which is insane. I don't know. Did we mention that the goal was that you wanted to run all of these in under three hours? Yeah. Yes. Well, because if anyone who knows much about marathoning, like the three hour mark is really huge, like a huge goal for a lot of people. There's a lot of people that hang out in that three to four hour range. And Mm. their goal is always like, let's break three. Three Mm. is like that big benchmark for a lot of people. And it's not easy. Like if you go to your track and you run one mile, you would have to run it in six minutes and 50 seconds. And you'd have to run that 26 times to break three hours. So that's like to put perspective. So, so is the for, for Berlin it was two hours thirty eight minutes so that's essentially a six minute mile for twenty six point two miles right a little like over six oh two yeah a little yeah six oh two okay then one week later October third you ran it three minutes faster yet you said it was a lot more challenging and I know and saw that you made it into the pain cave into that one so what happened there. And that one yeah. was London. So you went Berlin one week later, you're in London. Yes. Um, that one actually is the first time I've ever walked in a marathon. Um, <laughs> I've never walked before and it's actually really has authenticated my marathon experience because I think hmm. the majority of people do end up walking a little bit, especially through the fluids. She's immortal people. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I went out with, um, it's like the sub elite there's corrals like that. They send people off. And I got into a corral with these sub elite men who were really fast. And, um, I did not intend to run with them. I wanted to run with people like in costumes that were, you know, a little <laughs> bit different vibe. And I got sent off and I was like, "Uh Oh, I'm in the wrong group, but the competitive nature that I have, I just was oh, like, Oh, I'm, I'm not going to like, let them go. So I went out That's way amazing. too fast. It was terrible. And then I ended up having to walk. Wait, how do you not recognize like this is the wrong group? How many marathons have you run? I well, not back, not back in the other corrals. Like I'm like placed, you know, all daintily on the start line and they were like, go with all the other elite athletes. So it was, it's okay. Made for a great like experience. Like I've never had to walk and it was super painful. And then I learned my lesson and the rest of them have been much better because I learned my lesson. So <laughs> and you good. still did it in two thirty five. Yes. And you walked. I'm so happy to hear you walk, yeah. honestly. <laughs> that gives us all hope. It, is, it does. So we just went over the first two of the six marathons. Now we're going to jump to the next two. And this is where things get kind of cray cray. Let's call this the weekend of <laughs> cray cray. That's right. Yeah. We're going to go run Chicago on Sunday, October 10th. Finish that one in 246.39. The very next day, Monday, October 11th, you go to Boston, back to back, finish that in 240.34. I bow. Yeah, we bow to you. That was fun. It really was. It was a lot of fun. Fun is really not the first word I think that would have come to my mind for that. I can't wait to hear about this. Yeah. What do you want to know about it? How is this possible? How is this humanly possible? <laughs> well, it, it was well orchestrated. Um, we had definitely a plan. My Nike team was like, as soon as you finish, we're, we're jetting over to the hotel. You're grabbing your stuff. We're going straight in a car, straight to the airport, straight on the plane. Everything was flawless. We got into Boston, was hmm. able to have my dinner. I haven't done ice. I don't know if soccer players do like ice baths, yes. but like I, I, 
haven't done an ice bath in a long time, but I was like, I think I need an ice bath tonight. So I drew uh-huh. up a nasty ice bath that oh, um, I endured. How long did you last in it? I mean, I, my minimum is 10 minutes. Like you got to do 10. Ooh, but, that's hardcore. But Talk about it a pain is. cave. That's yeah. a pain cave right there. But oh. you know, there's, there's tactics, you know, the hot tea, um, a good playlist of music, anything to right. distract me. So, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's, I was very calculated and how I fueled during the marathon, the pace that I ran, I tried to be very conservative. Um, and I had great friends to run with as well. I had uh, a really close friend in Chicago and then a former teammate who was fifth in the Boston marathon, like, uh, 2018. So he just retired, but he was still clearly really fit. Um, so you having good, like reliable people to get you through and good conversation. I had so much fun. I had people, we were FaceTiming during the race and <laughs> what? doing all kinds of stuff. Oh yeah. See, that's the thing is like, when you get to run a little bit further back, there's a whole nother experience further back. back. You're still running yeah. at six 30 for God's sakes. Great. It was so fun. Um, yeah. And then at, at the very end, we, we've been capping off each one of these, um, marathons with champagne and fries. So that's always the motivation. Oh you know, you God. get in the pain cave. If I could like, love you more. My Seriously. girlfriends have champagne and fries. You got to just get to them. We'll be good. So, so you literally had champagne and fries after you ran Chicago and you had a marathon the next day. No. Well, so I didn't do it that night and I was afraid okay. that was going to be bad luck, but we didn't do it that <laughs> night. We got in too late into Boston and it was like, that's too late. I've, I've got to get up in like 10 hours. So that wasn't going to happen, <sighs> but, um, but they, for every, all the other ones, it's been the good luck charm. So fun. Right. And you're chatting. I mean, again, two forty six is a six. You're better at me at this math. Six, I don't know. Well, two. It's probably like six ten or six oh nine. Yeah. Okay. Six ten. Okay. Maybe. Over yeah. twenty six. I almost pulled out my calculator. I can't yeah. even run one mile like that. And then the next day, which I mean, my understanding is Boston is brutal. You run six minutes faster the very <laughs> next day. Well, I feel like I had like a home home field, home court advantage. I grew up in Boston and I've run it. It was my fifth time running it. So I know the course really well. And I calculated in Chicago to not run very hard, hoping that the next day I would still have my legs with me. Um, but it was one of those, I was like waiting for my, my legs to fall off, you know, unknown territory. I didn't know how I was like, if I was just going to implode and not going to finish. I don't know. But I remember looking over at uh, my friend who I was running with Andrew and I was just like, man, I think I have my legs today. I think I actually feel pretty Ooh, good. So amazing. normally when you go through like, you know, the Newton Hills and heartbreak, you know, you definitely slow, but I didn't slow. And I felt like a lot of energy and just the enthusiasm and just knowing the course, I think was a big advantage um, to know how to like calculate how much energy to give. It was a blast. That must've been such a mental boost when you suddenly realize, cause you don't know, right? Cause yeah. you, you've never run a back-to-back. I imagine. No, never, no, never. You no. never know what your legs are going to do. And then yeah, you, to feel good. I mean, you <sighs> could have a lot of things go wrong in a yeah. marathon from, I mean, I did have re- really bad chafing in Boston, like the worst chafing of my life. I don't know if you guys have ever mm. had that, but like, you know, I was running so much that like, you know, sweat, like I basically, my arm had cut my own skin and it was like bleeding everywhere. So I looked, Ouch. I looked pretty hardcore. Yeah. You did. You were rocking your cute, uh, bib with all the girl messages and drawings yes. and stuff on them. That was awesome. From that Austin yes. marathon Mar- club marathon kids. Yeah. They designed that, um, kit for me and it was so inspiring and so cute. I I'm going to like have to frame it and hang it up. Um, I got one for my running partner as well to give to his daughter. It's yeah. Pretty special. I love that along the way you've had all these little messages like that message that that day was that, you know, girls drop out of sports at one and a half, the rate of, of boys. And by 17 years old, Old, uh, half of the these female athletes are out of sports, I think was what you you put in your Instagram post, because again, it's bringing awareness to an issue like you want girls to get out there and run. Yeah, and you know, free. and Nike brought that to my attention. And that's actually what instigated this whole project, to be honest, hmm. um, is they were like, hey, did you know that young women are dropping out of sport like younger at a higher rate? And I'm like, I was shocked. I'm like, we have a million phenomenal female athletes to follow in this day and age. And so I was shocked and saddened. And I was like, well, Uh I need to use this opportunity as a platform to show that sport is for life. And 
it has transformed my life. I can't imagine not having sport be part of my life and the confidence it's given me. I was such a shy young girl and um, I, I just can't imagine not having participated in sport. And then, you know, at such a young age was disappointing too. So I just wanted to showcase here I am at age 40 and I'm still participating in sport in my own way. And I've made lifelong friends. I travel the world and do incredible things through sport. And so that was like the main, the main catalyst for all of this, to be honest, but also on top of the, my mental health needing it. So Wait, what was project eclipse, which is the name of everything. Where did that drive from? We came up with the name because of the uniqueness of it. It's a once in a lifetime opportunity. So like, it's so rare. So like an eclipse is what my friend and I kind of coined it. Um, just it. being so rare and unique. Um, cause it likely these marathons will never align the way they're lining up within this short time frame. They're normally spread out through a whole year. So when you were back on American soil in Chicago or Boston, was there a moment when a runner may have turned and said, holy shit, that's Shalane Flanagan. <laughs> many, many times I had people oh, yep. out on the side of um, the street, just like jumping up and down with like our, my cookbook. Like, and one guy, one guy in Chicago pulled out of his sweaty shorts, like a baggie full of um, our energy bites. We have these like energy bites that you can make. And he was fueling with them during the marathon. And he's like, Hey, Shalane, I got my energy bites. And like, they were my, the bites that I like have in my cookbook and he was offering them to me. I finished and he found me and he's like, do you want my last one? I have an extra one. It was like oh. out of his sweaty shorts. I'm like, no, 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 dude, you're I'm good. I'm good. All good. I, I'm good, but I'm so happy for you right now. So yeah, really fun. So we're going to go to now marathon number five. This one was unique because originally it was going to be Tokyo. However, it got postponed because of the pandemic. So you decided to do a virtual version in the Portland area where you live. So we're going to now Monday, October 18th, finish time, two hours, 35 minutes, 14 seconds. <laughs> okay. Can you tell us about the setup for this race since you did it on your own? Yeah, this one, I was actually the most, probably the most nervous for, um, hmm. just because you don't get the enthusiasm of being yeah. in a major race setting. It's, you know, going, it's like, imagine just going out to practice on your own and trying to psych yourself up to do something really hard. It's just, you got to like conjure a lot more emotion. And, um, so those are, it made me nervous because I was like, maybe I just won't have it, um, on the day to execute the way I want to. So I was anticipating running my slowest one. Um, but again, the fact that we chose an area, this Island's called Savi Island, where I have prepared for two Olympics for, for, um, what was it? London and Rio. And I've prepared, you know, when I won my New York city marathon, like all the major marathons in my career and just through, you know, track races, I've done so much preparation out there on these roads that there was this intimacy. I call it kind of like sacred ground because like, it's very familiar. I know every little divot and bump in the road. And, um, I had, that's so cool. Yeah. And I had like my dad on the bike, my PT on the bike with, you know, music and, um, fluids. And then I had a whole Nike support system that was out there. Um, they measured the course, everything. So it ended up being maybe my favorite just because of just the enthusiasm. And we had a beautiful Pacific Northwest day, like fall colors. And I don't, it was actually was really magical and special. And I wasn't anticipating that until afterwards. I was like, wow, that was a lot of fun just because I was like basically my own uh, race director. You know, my, my bib said Jack's mom. Um, I let him color on my bib. You know, we just made it very, very us and, and what, you know, like home. So yeah, yeah, it ended up being great. The pictures on your Insta were gorgeous. Uh, That real and that drone shot from above. I was like, wow. Yeah. You know, I, it's like, I forget sometimes what a beautiful environment that I get to like live and train mm-hmm. in. And when I watch the same thing, um, Courtney White's our photographer, um, that has been traveling with us and, um, she got someone to do a drone that day. And I was like, ah, you know, we don't really need that. That's a little extra, but then I'm like, oh my God, that's so great. I forget how beautiful it is where we live and where I get to run and train and running is just such a great vehicle to getting outdoors and seeing cool stuff. Yeah. 
I, I am losing my uh, mileage, my tonnage uh, in, in my older years. But that's whenever I travel, it's like, that's how I go see a city. I'm like, I'm going to yeah. go, go explore like through Europe, uh, like through rivers, through cities on foot. That's the, the best way to do it. Now they have these things called electric scooters that are much more <laughs> enticing to me at 50 years old. I'm like, oh, yeah, maybe I'll just hop on that. <laughs> You know, I'm just yes. having I'm just having a little memory. Um, Jules, that's something that I loved doing with you when we would travel yeah. together is we'd go for runs. Yeah, yeah, how special it is to be able to Always. just soak in wherever you are. So it's yeah. so cool that you were able to do that in your backyard. And it sounds like it was a newfound appreciation even. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, traveling the world to and running go hand in hand very well and eating those are my three favorite things (laughs) to do and champagne and fries yes yeah (laughs) finally your sixth marathon in six weeks is in new york for the new york marathon and that's on november 7th and I imagine that must feel like a full circle moment for you because of course you won it in 2017, the first American to win it in what, 40 years? Yep. 50 yeah. years? It was 40, 77. Yeah. I can't do that math fast enough. Yeah. 1977, I think it's saw <laughs> yeah, it was 40, exactly. Yeah. Yep. And then it was also your final race, right? As a professional in 2018. Yeah. Yep. I've ran or I raced in New York three times. Um, and they were all very good to me. I, it's a good, we're a good fit New York and I, so yeah, I'm, it's like, feels like I'm saving the best for last, honestly. Um, and that's coming from a Boston girl. So, um, yeah, I, I there's something really special about New York and the fact that it's going to be the last one is just couldn't be any better. Yeah. What are you going to do when you cross that finish line? champagne and fries. There it is. Of course. <laughs> yeah. You know, so my, my best friend, um, Elise Kopecki, my co-author, she is, I've enticed her and gotten her to run her first marathon for her 40th birthday. Cause we both turned 40 this year and to celebrate our cookbook and friendship of over 20 plus years. We both met as, uh, you know, college cross country runners at UNC right. Tar Heels. Yeah. It's just a big celebration of a lot of things in life, a lot of, uh, milestones and changes and, so yeah, it's going to be really fun. Mm. And to have Jack there and my parents are going to be there. It will be fun. Oh, so she's running in alongside you? Not alongside me. <laughs> I was going to say, it's... can she keep up with that 2.30 pace? Well, she originally was like, oh, let's run together. And I go, oh, honey, nope, that's not happening. <laughs> that's cute. But oh. I'm like, real friends tell you how it is. I'm like, nope, that's cute. That's not happening. Maybe like up the Verrazano Bridge and then we'll fist bump and we're parting ways, but <laughs> no, we, you know, it's our first time. And, um, I just, I want her to love it so much. So I want her to have a good experience. So she absolutely has strict instructions to, uh, run a certain pace from me to make sure she enjoys it instead of hating it. So yeah, good. Yeah. You know, we all have these big hairy goals in life and these big ass dreams, but often when they're that big, you don't actually follow through with them. Completely. How did you take that, that first step of going, yes, hell yes, I can do this. Yeah. It's crazy. Like I definitely like to consult, you know, people around me, um, with my big, hairy, crazy ideas, but you know, sometimes they don't always agree and like, they think they're silly or, and I definitely, even at times when I proposed this idea to a few people, um, who I trust, they were like, that seems kind of gimmicky. That seems silly. And I was like, but it kind of, lights my soul on fire. Like I'm excited by it. Like, I don't care if anyone pays attention to it or not. Like I feel like my, my intrinsic motivation in my heart are like excited by this and that's enough for me. And like thinking about taking on this journey with a bunch of friends is what got me excited as well. And experiencing the sport in a different way than I ever have. Um, it's like a, it is, it feels like a different sport to me now, not being in the professional aspect. I've enjoyed it like a lot more actually. So, um, uh, interesting, but you know what I mean? Right? I think it's, I think it's about cultivating the right, uh, team and crew around you to help you get those goals going. Because if yeah. I didn't have the support system in so many aspects of this project, they wouldn't, it wouldn't be nearly as fun. It wouldn't 
resonate. It when there's so many people helping me behind the scenes that, Mm -hmm. um, that's why it's successful. And that's why like it works. Um, so, you know, when we have those big, hairy, scary goals and ideas, I just feel like cultivating the right team has been definitely something that's helped me to get it done, to actually get, take those leaps and that step forward. It's it's the, it's the ultimate lesson for life, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Which is the analogy I always pull over to. It's like, it's, it's great because of this group that's around us. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's what I've always tried to carry on into other phases of life that you learn from sports. Yep. 100%. Plus, on top of all of this, Shalane, it's one hell of a way to promote a cookbook, I must say. So that's yeah. fun. Well, I mean, I'm I'm literally living the like the fueling and the recovery aspect. It's all from my cookbook. Um, literally, these recipes that we recently wrote are traveling the world with me. The, so the, the new one is this the new yeah. one? Yeah, rise, so the, rise yeah. and run. That one has been my fueling guru center. Um, I had my banana dark chocolate chip superhero muffins came to Boston, Chicago, courtesy of Elise. I have my instant oatmeal recipe, um, my trail mix recipe, just all these great resources that I have to help fuel me. And I come home and my freezer stocked full of my recipes. Rise and run, go get it. Are you ready? Most importantly for the Lynn game. Okay. Did she come up with these questions, yeah. Lynn? Uh-huh. I don't know. I don't know the questions. Do you see my noisemaker? It's the rattle. It's my son's rattle. That Does. is perfect. Oh, here we go. Oh my god. Hers is way better. Julie sticking <laughs> with the Vuvuzela. Am I pronouncing that right? That's well done, Lynn. Vuvuzela. Shalane, we play a game every podcast where and you are going to go head to head with Julie. It's all trivia, all multiple choice. And it's best of five. So there are five questions. Okay. The theme of this game is the superhero showdown in honor of superhero muffins. And these questions are all about women who I think are superheroes. Okay. 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 Ooh. Nervous. I am. I'm nervous. This is usually where everyone starts sweating. Yeah. Can you see? Right here. Yep. (laughs) Question one. Spanx founder Sarah Blakely recently sold a majority of her company for $1.2 billion. How much money did she use to start Spanx? Was it A, $1,000, B, $5,000, or C, $7,000? Shalane. I'm going to go with five, 5000 Correct. See, that theory does work. If you go in the middle, it works. We learned that last week. Uh, pick, pick B. I'm going B. B the whole way in. She was going easy on me, Julie. It was just totally oh, waiting for me. Boo-boo I was going to say seven. Five doesn't seem like a lot. And then what'd she sell it for? 1.2? 1. 1.2 Yeah. Wow. She's amazing. Question two. What number did Mia Hamm wear at North Carolina? Was it A, nine, B, <laughs> Julie? Okay, I am, how do, it's not going to be nine, is it? It has to be nine. It's 17, isn't it? No. Julie, what's your answer? Nine. Incorrect. So A, <laughs> nine, B, 19, or C, 29? 19. Correct. Ah, I knew. Because she's a heel. I'll give her that. I'll give her that. She is a heel. Wait, but um, Mia was my left. my soccer my soccer number growing up was like sixteen, and I was like, it's almost like Mia's, almost. Oh, so, I did see yeah. you were a midfielder as well, sister. Yes. Oh yeah. So, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> Question three: What TV game show did Robin Roberts guest host this past summer? A. Press your luck. B. Who wants to be a millionaire? Or C. Jeopardy. <laughs> Julie. I don't know. Jeopardy, but I can't lose this. Correct. Oh, yes. Question four. What is Oprah Winfrey's middle name? Oh. Is it A, Gail, B, Janice, or C, Maureen? Shalane. Is it, what did you say, Janice? Is that one? No. That's B, yes. It is? So is that correct? No. No, it's not correct. Shalane, are you going with Janice? (laughs) It's not Janice and it's not Gail, is it? (laughs) 
<laughs> so it's C. Incorrect on Janice. So Julie, is it either A, Gail, or C, Maureen? I am going to go with my middle name, Mo, Maureen. Incorrect. It's oh, actually Gail. Gosh. I was like, there's no way her best friend's name is also her middle name. I know, that's name. what I was thinking too. Wow. I was like, you're trying to trick us there, Lynn. Yeah. I, I thought like, you were tricking wow. us. Okay. Wow, they are kindred spirits. Still... They are meant to be best friends. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right, this will decide it all. Question, or could get tied up actually. Question five. Ruth Bader Ginsburg began law school at Harvard, though she graduated from this Ivy League school. Is it A, Columbia? B, Dartmouth, or C, NYU? (laughs) Julie. I've seen her documentary, too. This is so pathetic. Columbia. Correct. (laughs) Oh, that's amazing. What do we do for tiebreakers? Do you have a tiebreaker (laughs) question? Since we're on Zoom, we're going to go rock, paper, scissors for the tiebreak. Okay, come on. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Okay, ready? Ready. Rock. Paper, scissors, shoot. Julie Foudy takes it with scissors over paper. <laughs> paper never wins. Why did I choose paper? Seriously. <laughs> I want you to know I've lost every game, Shalane. So thank really? you. Really? Well, I am very happy oh, for you. This season, I've been struggling. I'm on the struggle train. You felt bad that was for fun. me. I want to do more. I was all nervous. Right? That was actually really great. So, <laughs> Lynn's games are always uh, really good. They're that not, was fun. They're not as fun as most pressing <laughs> questions, however. Our next segment. Most pressing questions. What is your next big hairy goal? And if you don't say hitting as many Greek islands as possible, drinking as many margaritas as possible in 42 days, I'm going to be disappointed. Okay, well, that will be part of it. Okay, good. Um, and you're invited, both of you. Thank you. Um, <laughs> yeah, I I mean, am I supposed to have another one no. yet? Like, aren't you supposed to live in the moment? Yeah, so I'm, call, I'm living call. it. Yeah. I'm living it right now. <laughs> living living it. it up. So I don't know. Good. I have no idea, but I'm, I'm loving what I'm doing now. And that's all that matters. So next most pressing, how cute is your son, Jack? <laughs> He's really freaking cute. In fact, like talk about what people talk to me during the, these marathons. They, I've had strangers. I think oh, it was in like London. He's like, this guy rolls up next to me. He's like, your son is freaking cute. And I go, I know, I know. He is so cute. Yeah. And he's, he seems to get cuter. Like every day he wakes up and I'm like, dude, you got cute again. How did you, you got cuter? How'd you do that? How did you do that? Yeah. He's, he's a fun kid. Yeah. That's what makes him so cute is because he's like so animated and just like, I don't know. People, someone has At said. one and a half too. So animated. That's amazing. Yes. Maybe it's because I'm so weird and I make weird faces at him. So, uh, but yeah, no, he's, he's a fun, fun little dude. So uh, and yeah. every stage just gets better and better, by the way. I always go, oh, that, this is I the can- cutest, the cutest stage. No, nope, I just one. said that to my husband the other night. I'm yeah. like, I think one and a half is it. Yep. It's it. It's totally it. Any cuter. I was like, it's downhill from here. Uh, it's fantastic. Fun. All right. And our last segment, and then we'll get, let you get back to the cutest kid ever, Jack. Okay. High, low, cheer. This is something you can do now at the dinner table with your kids, because that's what I did with your with Jack oh. and your husband. Um, we do our high of the day, our low of the day, and someone that they cheer for. So they show some gratitude to someone else. And a lot oh, of yeah. people, I get people all the time, like your cookbook, I get people all the time going, I use high, low, cheer at my dinner table. Thank you. Like, oh, yeah. So oh, I've heard of this. I've heard of this. I, yeah. I need to implement it. Yeah. It's really fun. So for you, though, high, low cheer of your career. So high mm. of your career, low of your career. And the cheer is someone you're grateful for who's helped you along the way. Man. Yeah. I mean, one of the obvious highs was New York, but I think that's because I came from like the ultimate low. Um, mm. it's always like the lows make that gratitude so much deeper and the appreciation. So I, I had a really serious injury right before I won New York. And I think actually that forced time off and rest 
was like really great for my mind and my body. And I never would have taken it. And I don't think I would have won had I not been injured and like been second guessing what I was doing, um, with my life. And just, so that ultimate low of being extremely, you know, out of it, injured, wondering if I could come back, um, wondering if I'd ever fulfill this lifelong dream of winning a major marathon like New York and then coming back and just running the race of my life. Like doesn't get much better than that. Mm-hmm. been dreaming of that moment. Um, since I was a little girl standing on the corner of Hereford and Boylston in Boston, watching my dad run the Boston marathon. So yeah, that's my, awesome. uh, my high, my high low. And then you said, um, cheer. and then it's a cheer. Yeah. Probably my, my family is obviously like is huge. Um, and just in general, the team I get to support, you know, my support system is insane. Um, and that's why I'm having so much fun, um, doing what I'm doing now in life because of them. Yeah. Yeah. So, so neat to, to watch all that you're doing and continue to do. Uh, I wish we could be there in New York, uh, cheering you on, but we are going to be there in spirit. Go crush it out Thank there. Thank you. On that Thank last you very one. Much. Oh yeah. So fun. Six so. marathons in six weeks and you're almost there, Shalane. Yeah. Let me know when you guys want to, um, tackle 26.2 any, anytime <laughs> I'll be here. Coach Flanagan. You might be waiting a very long time, sister, for that one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we could do a relay, do like a relay, yes. get like a soccer team, like yes. relay it, you know, it'd yeah. be really we fun. We did that actually the San Diego rock and roll as a team. Oh, perfect. We would always yeah. uh, do a two mile and we'd, we'd hand the baton on to each two teammate. mile. Okay. Yeah. We gotta, we gotta work <laughs> up the endurance. <laughs> you guys run like six miles in a, in a game, right? Know, so minimum 10 K minimum. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw down a, a big, hairy, audacious goal for myself. How about I run a marathon in the next year? What? Ooh, nice, nice, yeah, man. nice. Okay, Shalane, you think you can help me out? Yo, completely. You let me know. We'll we'll work back from the date. I'll send you a training plan. Actually, in my new cookbook, Rise and Run, there is a 14 week training oh, program. Perfect. But we can modify it for you for whatever you need. All right. What is today's date? October 22nd. All right, we're going to do this. Okay, you got a year. I'm going to follow up on that. The B-hag has been set. (laughs) What is the hackerism? Don't just say it, sing it. Um, It's usually don't just think it, ink it. But I like that one too. Shalane just inspired me. What can I say? You're doing it. It's going to happen. That's the beauty of singing your dream. When you put it out into the universe, then you're like, oh, crap, I got to make this happen. <laughs> okay. It's good motivation for sure. Okay. Takeaways. Uh, my takeaway was when she mentioned that she had heard and they gave the major marathon schedule because obviously they often run fall and spring, but because of COVID, they crammed all six into the fall. And she said, gosh, someone should do this. And then she thought, well, why don't I do it? And then she started asking her friends what they thought about it. And some said, eh, a little gimmicky. I don't know. I'm not sure. Um, and then she had her physical therapist who said, uh, yeah, crazy, but let's do it. And I love because uh, she basically said, it lights my soul on fire. I want, I want to do this because it lights my soul on fire. And how many times do we listen to the naysayers, the downkeepers, the sun slappers, the soil, soul soilers, the harmony hushers, instead of believing in ourselves? I will piggyback off of yours because I wrote this down when Shalane said it, which is that this lights her soul on fire and listening to her talk about how much fun she's having and that she's doing it with people she loves. It's beautiful, Mm -hmm. absolutely beautiful. And that's something I would like to aspire to have more in my life, things that light my soul on fire. Mm -hmm. We all aspire for that. And to be at a place with your big, hairy-ass goal when it's almost coming to an end and you're thinking, oh, 
This has been so much fun. I'm sad that it's coming to an end. Really cool. Mm. Okay. Questions permitted, Lynn. Yes. This comes from Ruchik23 on Insta. Julie. I don't know if I've seen this. What are your travel essentials? I think I might know one of them with all this talk of of running gotta have gotta have your running shoes got my running shoes i definitely have my running shoes travel essentials oh i'm trying to think of something that's like outside of the norm that's not so boring if it's boring it's authentic and true twizzlers and hot tamales but if i'm traveling abroad instant oatmeal Travel essential. Okay. Save me in Tokyo. Both boring and unique. Yeah. I mean, then all the other normal stuff of books and downloads of, you know, shows and my hot pink taffeta prom dress just in case, you know, I get asked out. Stuff like that. Lynn, what are your travel essentials? I like to travel with a portable fan. Mm-hmm. the noise of a fan to help me sleep and pre covid i was making no joke superhero muffins to travel with and i would have that for breakfast in the hotel room <gasps> now shalane flanagan's superhero muffins shalane wow. yeah shalane and elise's superhero muffins they're amazing mm-hmm. on that note I did get the latest cookbook, Rise and Run, have already made a few recipes from it, and yours is on its way. Oh, yes. Well, it's all breakfast. Oh, I crush breakfast. You shine at breakfast. Breakfast, I can do. And with that, we'd like to take the opportunity to thank our sponsors, of course, Ally and Dick's Sporting Goods, and thank you to Kate Diaz for our theme music. And to our listeners, if there's a big, hairy, audacious goal you've been thinking about, we say, you know what we're going to say, do it, go for it. Know the Dope Village is behind you the entire way. And as always, remember kids, sing it with us. Laughter Laughter permitted. Dude, you got cute again. Hey Dope Village, I'm excited to tell you about NBA Today, hosted by Malika Andrews, which is tipping off the start of the NBA season with exclusive content Monday through Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. Alongside Malika, there will be a full cast of NBA experts and insiders, including Kendrick Perkins, Shanae Gwumake, Vince Carter, Zach Lowe, Woj, and Ramona Shelburne. So be sure to watch NBA Today on ESPN and the ESPN app. One app, one tap. And it's even available as a podcast. Go check it out. Swagoo and Perk, a new ESPN podcast led by its namesake hosts, former NFL veteran and analyst Marcus Spears, a.k.a. Swagoo, and NBA champion and analyst Kendrick Perkins. With new episodes every Tuesday morning, Spears and Perkins will bring listeners the latest NBA and NFL news, as well as a look inside their lives, career journey with can't-miss conversations, and will welcome in top sports and celebrity guests. That's Swaggoo and Perk. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.